Hi, my name is Aaron Linsdow. I'm a polar explorer and professional traveler. Today I'm going to show you in the comfort of my lawn how to use an ice axe and give you the proper tips and techniques of how to use this critical mountaineering tool. Today I'm going to tell you how to use an ice axe safely when you're practicing in the comfort of your own home before you actually get out on the slopes where it really matters. But before we do that, if you wouldn't mind hitting the subscribe button that helps me keep bringing this information to you. And also please leave a comment below, scroll to the bottom and let me know how I'm doing and give me some other ideas for specific things you'd like to see. Thank you very much. So. You might say, Aaron, seriously, you're going to demonstrate an ice axe in the lawn? Yes, and I'll tell you why. First, because it's like a three hour drive for me to get to the snow. It's early in the season and you might be thinking, hey, I wanna do some mountaineering and I have no place to practice and I don't wanna get out there stressing about it. That's why I'm gonna show you why you do it here. So let's, let me first tell you about the parts of the ice axe. This whole tool here, is what can keep you alive if you slide out of control on a mountain. It's a majorly important tool, even arguably more important than crampons. Between the crampons and the ice axe, I would say I would want an ice axe first. I might be able to get away without crampons, but if you start sliding and without an ice axe, you're toast. I've seen it happen. Uh, fortunately, I haven't seen anybody kill, but woo, boy, okay. So, the parts of an ice axe, you can see it's very simple here. It's got this shaft here, the spike end, which I'll take this guy off. That is the spike end. And then we have the pick here, the adze, A-D-Z-E. It's not an at, it's not an ant, it's an adze, it's just the, how they name them. You can see this is the head, it's covered in foam. I'll tell you why I have that in a minute. And also in the neck here is a loop or leash hole, okay? So now that you've got that, the pick, the adze, the shaft, the spike, the leash hole, and where you hold on to. Now when you buy an ice axe, chances are you're not gonna think about this, but you might notice this thing is sharp, like, like insanely sharp. And it's not like razor blade sharp, but if I pick on my finger, it's pretty sharp. So what I recommend before you even wing off, one moment. Before you wing off with just your ice axes, you're going to want to get a head protector for your ax. There are all sorts of different versions. I've got, uh, uh, this is a black diamond. I'll put a link below. I can't even remember where I bought this thing from. It's, it's, it's starting to die, but I'll have to get another one. But you want that because you can put this rubber tip on here on the pick and then put the ads protector on the back because this thing actually is decently sharp. And you put it on there and that way you can carry this without worrying about putting a hole in your head or your gear or somebody else. And I just recently found these. I used to use a water bottle to protect my uh, ice axe when I'm traveling. Just get a cheap half liter bottle or a 12 ounce little soda plastic bottle, hack it off, put it on here, put some packing tape and it totally works. But fortunately I've gone non-ghetto, yes! And I found Black Diamond actually now makes a pit tip protector. You just leash that on there, take it off when you're climbing, and that way you don't worry about 
stabbing something very serious, okay? So I'm going to take off my leash, or my uh, pick protector there, and I always put all my things in my pockets. Don't throw them on the ground because that's the best way to lose expensive gear when you need it. So I've got those in my pocket, and I'm gonna zip it up. All right, so the way in America you carry an ice axe is you hold the head with a pick so it is actually backward. I know this doesn't make sense, but I'll show you in a minute. You never, ever, ever walk with a pick facing forward, and there's a reason for that. So you walk with your axe, and I'll stand up a little bit higher, facing backwards with a pick and the ads in front. Now, I have a leash on my ice axe. Some people don't believe in having a leash. That's up to you, but if you fumble, and your ice axe, goes, ice axe goes zoom down the mountain, yeah, you're in a world of hurt. So I just have this one inch webbing. I mean, just super simple, a little water knot tied here, put through the head. I mean, it's, um, I think it's a buck 10 solution. You could buy a 10 to $20 leash. They're nice, I've got it in my other climbing axes, but for simplicity and just a little overhand knot, this is all I need. So you put your hand through the leash, and then you put your hand facing backwards like this. Now, the reason you do that is because when you actually fall, if you actually slipped and fell, the goal is to bring your ice axe up to your chest so the pick is facing out, and then you dive and you bury that axe right into the ice. So I need to change the camera position here to show you that. But let me show you this first. The pick is facing backwards relative to your direction of travel. And you're marching along and whoa, you slip. You bring the axe up here. You grab it on the shaft and you hold on for dear life because you're about to die. You bring the axe across your chest. Now, you don't want to bring the ads too low because you could catch it in the collarbone and chop your collarbone and be a really nasty injury. Instead, you bring it up here. You don't catch yourself in the face. You will slice your cheek open and you'll be able to see your teeth from your cheek. That'd be gross too. You bring it up here, grab the shaft somewhere along the end here. You don't want to grab it too far. Too shallow doesn't work. You need a pretty good grip. So you practice that, boom, boom. You put it against your chest and then you roll towards the pick. Okay, so this is another key, all right? So let me reposition the camera. All right, so here we are. So I'm, I'm just about to fall here and I don't want to take a face plant in the dirt, but I've br brought my ice axe up, okay? Now, depending on if you're left or right-handed, we'll go into that in a minute. But once you bring this pick up, you want to roll towards the pick direction to bury the pick into the ground. And if you've got crampons on, get your feet out of there and bury that pick and just press your face and that pick into the ice and snow as hard as you can. Because if it's a steep slope, you may only have a few seconds before you get going too fast. 
The reason you roll towards the pick is because if you roll towards a spike, let's see, I slip and I roll towards a spike, the spike will hit the ice and it will throw my ice axe away and then I'm ah, and I'm gonna die. We don't wanna do that. So this is key, is you want to roll towards the pick. It may feel like a bit of an awkward maneuver. And you might think, oh, why don't I use the ads? And well, first you've got the pick in your face. That'd be bad. But the ads isn't deep enough. And I, I've slipped on quite a few slopes. I've been dangling by my ice axe with a 50 pound pack on me and the ice axe is the only thing keeping me alive. So that was exciting, but you roll towards the pick. So you fall, you roll towards the pick, there you go. Now, there are different fall modes. If you're walking along and you slip out like this, here's a slope, you'll fall on your hip, you get that ax, turn very easy, okay? That, that one's pretty easy. And before I uh, go on here, too, if you're on a slope, you want your hand with the axe closest to the slope in the open air, open here. So if you're doing a bunch of switchbacks, yes, you change hands on the ice axe, and then we're on the other direction of the slope, and you march this way. Is that annoying? Yes, it is. But is sliding down a mountain and dying more annoying? You got it. So before I go on, the reason I have the pipe foam on here and I just about need to replace it, it's toast, is because on Denali, when you're holding your hand on this axe, even with super mitten gloves, this is minus 30, you will get frostbite. So this, is this ugly and not very nice? Yes, but it's totally comfortable to hold probably going to replace this foam once a year, maybe once every other year. But that foam is a great way to increase the grip size and get your hand off this cold steel. Okay, so I'm just going to demonstrate with the right hand here. So easy enough, you fall on your rump, you turn towards the pick and you got it. Okay, if you fall forward, boom, just like that. Don't get the spike anywhere near your abdomen. You'll put a hole in yourself, okay? Now, the second worst case scenario is supermanning downhill. That's bad because now you're going to head downhill and it's not gonna be enjoyable. So if you end up supermanning downhill, you're going to want to get the ice axe just a little bit out. You hit it into the ice and your body will naturally swing around and you'll slow down in your stop, okay? Now, that is not enjoyable. I've tested it. Actually, I can't remember if I've had that happen. Uh, not very enjoyable, <laughs> okay? So the worst case is upside down and backwards, okay? So right here, oh, let him crush this. I'm flying along the hill and I'm upside down and backwards. You don't roll towards a spike because it'll throw your ice axe off. You get it on your chest immediately, roll over, hit, this will start grinding. You'll slow down and then eventually, hopefully, you'll stop. When you fall, it is imperative 
that you act immediately. Nothing else matters. Your camera falls down, your backpack, your precious iPad's crushed. It won't matter. If you don't stop, all those things are going to be irrelevant because you'll be dead. Okay? This is so positive. So if you end up supermaning like this, get that pick out there, drag, 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 and stop. If you end up backwards, in the worst case scenario, flying upside down, get the pick over, hit, and your body will sweep immediately. I have had that happen. I was on a 55 degree slope on Snow King. Just how I was sitting, I, the snow broke. I start sliding now, bam, come on! And just start yelling like, ah! Because it really matters, okay? Now, as you're going along, your ice axe is your primary way to stop. But the ads, you're like, hey, what purpose does the ads serve? Well, this thing is used to help chop out steps in the snow. Where if you're going along and you need to go up, you can, this is where the leash comes in handy. You gotta get it right size. You can actually chisel out steps in the ice and in the weeds so you can step around. Now it does take a little bit of effort. Once you crumble that snow and ice, you can pick out all the ice chunks and you can create a couple steps pretty quick with this with the ad side now if the snow is super hard you might be there for a while and i have heard of people breaking the tip off their ice axe do be careful don't hit and pry left and right you can shear the head off now this is i've got reviews this uh, black diamond uh raven pro get the best ice axe you can because i've had this thing for 20 plus years it's still cruising Spend some money. Okay, there's things about sizing ice axes, like a classic glacier ice axe will go to your ankle. You do not want it to touch the ground. That is too long. Climbers are now tending to get much shorter ice axes. It's not that big a deal anymore. Uh, Camp makes some nice ones. Uh, Petzl, Black Diamond. There's quite a few manufacturers. The Camp one, I saw some guy on Denali and it's just this little stubby guy and there you go i prefer to have this little bit of longer shaft it gives me vers more versatility especially if i'm a steep on a steep slope i can use this as a point now you can also use this as a belay support point where you shove the shaft of the ice all the way down to where just the heads above the ice and then your leash and hole here you can actually tie equipment to this and use this as an anchor that's for emergency and in a pinch maneuvers this is not a snow anchor this isn't a dead man or anything else it can be used as a dead man but definitely do not use this as your only means of belaying unless you absolutely have to i mean if, if you're in a pinch it works great i've done this in orizaba i had to bury this all the way down because the guide had to leave it's kind of a weird situation but nobody died so that's how you use that you just jam this all the way into the snow so you want to practice this on your carpet or if you've got just a tiny little slope of grass before you get all icy and cold because once you're icy and cold, you're not going to want to do this. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do this. Uh, I was on 
Elbrus and my guide and uh, with a French climber I was with, we practiced for a good 15 minutes. I actually, it was steep enough where I started sliding, like, whoa, and I stopped. It was pretty cool. Now, the other technique that you can use is called glissading. And let me, uh, let me maneuver my mic here so I don't crush it. Now, this is the fun but dangerous thing about ice axe usage is glissading. Let me tilt the camera. All right, so glissading, what this allows you to do is slide down the slope and control your slide. So it's actually really fun. However, like on Mount Whitney, people have been killed because when you do this glissade maneuver, if you hit sheet ice, you might not ever stop. Even with the pick and you hit hard ice, you won't stop. So what you do is you point your body downhill. You never glissade with crampons ever, ever, ever. Because if you snag your boots and you when your crampons and you flip over, you'll smash your face, your brain, don't do it. So the way you glissade is you point your body downhill, flex your knees a bit, and the pick end is what you'll use to control your speed. Now, whether you're left or right-handed, I'm, I'm right-handed. You know, I'd pick up there, get here. What I do is you begin sliding and you use the pick as a rudder to dig in just and you, you push pretty hard and you hold on to that thing and you begin sliding now because it's one-sided you're going to end up trying to steer a bit so it's a bit awkward it does take effort if the slope is a bit different or your hands are worn out it's not that big a deal when you're going straight down left or right just remember to roll towards a pick if you get out of control or towards the uh, the pick end, not the spike end, sorry, the pick end, roll towards the pick end, but you use the spike, hopefully I didn't misspeak, you use the spike to and you just grind down, be careful not to get the pick near your legs because you've got a major femoral artery there and that could be death. Everything about ice and camping is death. You grind, you grind, and then you get out of control. Oh no! Don't keep grinding. Flip. And you stop. You don't have your crampons on, but you get your feet up. If you don't have your crampons on, dig those feet in! And that's how you do it. So your ISEX is very, very versatile. It's uh, pretty nice. Also, once you've got this leash set up, you can actually swing and chop at things very well. You won't lose control. So it's uh, pretty nice there. I don't loop anything through here. Also on here where it says B, this is meant for glacier travel. This is not a climbing ice axe. So a climbing ice axe is designed to smash an ice and lift yourself up. This is a glacier travel ice axe. It'll work in a pinch, but it is not meant to be an ice climbing axe. That's a whole other type of axe. And ice climbing axes generally aren't great glacier axes because they have a complete different setup. Okay, so this type of axe, this is the Black Diamond Venom, and you'll see it's marked with a B as well. Right, it's had that B there. And the Black Diamond Venom is a hybrid axe where I've used it on glacier travel. It's really good, does a very good job. And you have the leash here, it's pretty nice. 
but it's meant for a little bit of hybrid climbing. It's not a vertical ice axe, but it's got a little bit of room here. So if you do have to do some climbing, there is room where you're not punching your fist into the ice versus the traditional ice axe. You'll get your fist on the ice, it's not pleasant. But this guy, blam, you can get in there. You can also buy different heads for it, the pick or there's the uh, ice climbing style. So this is handy. But again, that B rating means it's not meant for straight up constant ice climbing. That's a whole other tool. So as you can see with this ice axe here, it's much shorter. Let me get this out of the way so I don't stomp on it. I'll put this in my pocket again. It's much shorter, so for me, it's a little bit awkward as a glacier travel ice axe for slope, but I have stopped myself with this axe before and it works very well. You'll notice the difference in length is substantial. So if you just do low slope glacier stuff and everything, a longer ice axe is pretty nice, but if you're doing a lot of mountaineering, you'll end up with a much shorter ice axe as you can see here. So hopefully this has been very helpful. I know I wish I could do this in the snow next time I get to the snow because it's really foggy right now. Uh, I will do another demo video, but that is how you use your ice axe. Remember, always lean towards the pick, not the spike, just towards the pick and you'll be able to stop. I always have my leash on because if for some reason this gets bounced out of my hand, it will flail around and I'll be able to grab it and get under control. You lose your ice axe and you're sliding down a slope. That's it for you. A couple of other tips about ice axes. The length, this is 65. Sometimes I wish I had a 60. Should touch your ankle at the spike end here. Also, don't go to the used store and get an ice axe. Spend the money. This is only, I don't know, whatever, $70, $80. I've had this for 20 years. You don't know if some clown used it to wedge in his truck and tow another vehicle or how this thing has been abused. Maybe banged on rocks a bunch, who knows. Uh, same thing with this one. They're not cheap, but what's your life worth? So this is not uh, climbing equipment. Usually you don't buy used. Uh, you might borrow an ice axe or you can actually rent an ice axe. But if you're going to think, hey, I'm gonna do any climbing or hiking or whatever, Glacier Travel, Climb Mount Hood, Rainier, Shasta, go to your local store or click on the links below. We'll leave those. Don't go with the used ice axe because you never know what somebody did. And all of a sudden this handle, maybe they just glued the head on here and ha ha ha, it'll be fine. And then you're going along, you try and stop and it flies apart. So just a tip, a word of warning, these you definitely want to buy. It becomes, becomes part of you and it's a critical life-saving piece of equipment. My name's Aaron Linsdow. I'm a polar explorer and professional traveler, and I'm not in the snow. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this video. Please like, comment on the video, and subscribe to my channel. And also please support me on Venmo, PayPal, and Patreon. Thank you very much for watching.